Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Hey guys, welcome to Real Life Church today. Man, so excited you're here. If you're part of Real Life Family, Thank you for showing up today. Thank you for watching this video. I know God has something special for you. If it's your first time watching this, maybe it's the second time or so, man, thanks for being here. I know God's gonna do something special in your life. Today is for somebody who feels underrated. Man, somebody's maybe been torn down. Maybe you don't feel like you're all yourself. Maybe you feel a little depressed, maybe a little anxious. Uh, maybe, maybe you're in a season of doubt or discouragement. Today is for you. We're talking about your personal calling in God. We're gonna look at the stories of David, Joseph, and Moses. Moses. And I believe God's gonna do something special in your life today. Man, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to have you guys stand to your feet. We're going to worship Jesus. We got some songs for you just to encourage you, man, to strengthen you, to remind you of the things of God. We have a few ways to connect, and, and, and then we're going to have a message straight from the Bible and a new series called Underrated. Come on, check it out. Look 
another in the fire with us today. You are not alone. God has this. I don't care what you think you are a slave to, whether it's fear, hate, anxiety. God has freed you from that. He wants to release you to something great. He has a great purpose for you in your life today. So wherever you're at, whether you're online or you're at a watch party, let's lift up a huge shout of praise to God. He's the only one worthy of our praise and we thank him for everything today. So I don't care where you're at, we are so excited that you're here with us, whether you're online or at a watch party. Hey, if you're at a watch party, this is a great opportunity to go ahead and catch a seat. We are so thankful for you guys to be with us this morning. Hey, I'm Barry, I'm just one of the many people that get to serve here at Real Life every week. And if you're new, I wanna welcome you home. I want you to feel like you belong here. We want you to know that we care about you, God cares about you. In fact, Real Life, can we give everybody that's new today just a huge round of applause. If you're at a watch party, throw out some air high fives. If you're online, throw out some hearts throw out some likes. Just let everybody that's new this morning, just let them feel that they're cared about and they're welcomed and they're loved. If you are new, I wanna welcome, or I wanna invite you to fill out something called a digital communication card. You can do that in two different ways. And the first one is by texting RLNEW to 97000. Or if you're following along online, there's gonna be a link that pops up in the comments. And we want you to fill that out there uh, if that feels better for you. So this form is just a great way for one of our team members to connect with you and make you feel home here at Real Life. We want you to feel cared about, we wanna resource you, we wanna connect you with the purposes you have and God has for you today. That all flows out of who we are, what we care about, what we love to do. That's what we call our mission here at Real Life and that's to see people far from God discover their real life and purpose in Jesus. We have a huge tent. We have people that belong to our group before they even believe. We are a church for the unchurched. We're here for all people and we wanna bring hope in Jesus' name today. So again, we thank you so much for being here and worshiping with us today. We wanna to connect with you. We'd love to feel you, have you fill out that form. So I wanna remind you guys, if you guys are as excited as we are about meeting in person, we are relaunching on August the 2nd at Kentucky Trail Elementary. This is gonna be a great opportunity to just get back together in a corporate form, have live worship, to have some connection. I know we're talking as leadership, we're just making plans, getting ready for it, and we are super excited. I know you guys are too, so if you're at a watch party, why don't you throw out a huge shout, just a huge praise to God that we're gonna have this opportunity again if you're online. Same thing, throw out some hearts, throw out some likes. We are super excited to see what God's going to do in this. I also wanna invite you out to our next Heart and Soul Night, and that's gonna be on July the 19th. It's gonna be an in-person connection time to have some worship, have some vision casting from Pastor Sean. He's gonna let us know what God's calling us to next at Real Life. So we can't wait to see you there, just to connect with you. If you have any questions, great opportunity for you to come hang out with us. 
Hey, we wanna make sure that we take care of every person that's coming out, so please don't forget to RSVP at reallifechurchkc.com. So before Pastor Sean comes up and brings an encouraging message on not being underrated or unqualified, let's go to God, let's pray that he just has, a, has a, an impact on our hearts and lives and have people have open ears this morning. Let's pray. God, we come before you and we just give you all the honor and glory. Just thank you for who you are and what you've done in our lives. And God, I know for so many of us, through this time of uh, this time of trouble with the, with the virus and just being unconnected to our old normal, so many of us have just burdens and anxieties and fears, and we've let that turn into discouragement. And just we're wondering if if you're in this. But God, we want to reaffirm that we know that you have this. You're not surprised by this. You are sovereign over everything that's happening in the world today. And God, I just pray that as this message is brought. To, to every person within earshot of this, that they know that they're loved by you and that you've called them of something great. And I pray that I pray that the enemy is just put away and that their lie, his lies aren't listened to, that we aren't worthy and we don't have a purpose and we're underrated. God, we know that you have something great for us today. And again, we lift up all these things in Jesus' name, amen. So hey, before Pastor Sean comes up, take this quick opportunity. If you're online, find somebody that you know, find somebody that you don't know, Show them some hearts, throw them some likes, tell them that you're so glad to see them here. If you're at a watch party, reach across the room, give them that big air five, tell them that you're excited to see them today. Can't wait to see you guys in the message. Hey everyone, welcome to Real Life Church one more time, man. So excited you are here. You're part of Real Life family. Seriously, so glad you joined with us today. Man, if you're new with us, big shout out if you're new. Man, we love you. Thank you for being here and just follow Jesus together. Hey, I want to encourage all of you to do something very special. This next Sunday night, we have the first night where our church is getting all together in the last four months. This is the first time, and we're going to meet over at Hawk Ridge park in their amphitheater. And so it's on Johnston. It's just uh, north of the Price Chopper off 58 in Raymore. There's an amphitheater. As you come down Johnston, you'll see that first parking lot. You'll see our flags and you just take a little short walk and you'll get to the amphitheater off the lake. It is absolutely beautiful place. And so we're excited for all of you to come out. If you're on the dream team, if you've never been before, you're watching this video, maybe you've been connecting with us, uh, maybe you've only seen us online, uh, maybe you used to attend and we haven't been able to meet in person, I would encourage you to come out. This is for everybody. It's a huge night of celebration, a huge night we get together. Uh, we have live worship. Uh, we have a great song set list for you guys. Just ex excited to see what God is gonna do. And we're gonna cast some vision of what God is doing in our church and what he's going to do next in our church uh, for us to change the spiritual landscape of our city. Uh, we'll have desserts, uh, great time hanging out. So be there 6.30 to 8.30. We shift the time back as late as possible, uh, hoping that uh, we can get out of the sun a little bit and uh, be a little cooler. But we are excited to get together. Come on, who's excited? Hawk Ridge Amphitheater. It's going to be beautiful. You're going to love it. Next Sunday, July 19th, 6.30 to 8.30. Hey, I need to know, some of you guys have uh, obviously been shopping more online with this COVID season, and I need to know who are the shopaholics right now. Come on, put your hand up. If you're married, give them that look. You know what I'm talking about. Some in your family has been on Amazon. You've been doing the Aldi Instacarts. You've been all sorts of crazy stuff, and uh, I want to encourage you today. If you're a shopaholic, man, what do you normally do? Obviously, you look at the price, but you always go to the reviews. You're looking for that perfect review, right? You look for that five out of five stars. Man, it's going to last forever. It's the perfect color. It's easy to assemble. Come on, lifetime warranty. You're always looking for the perfect 
item. And this happened to me and Diane this last week. Uh, we built a pergola, just a giant uh, structure in our backyard. And it's it's pretty awesome. But we're like, man, we need an outdoor fan. And uh, you know what? They don't make a lot of outdoor fans uh, at the store. So we're all online looking at this. And we found these awesome reviews of these crazy big fans, like 64-inch fans. And uh, it's like, I don't know what this means, but it moves 9,500 cubic feet of air a minute. I don't know. That sounds amazing. I don't know if it's like a jet taking off. My hair's flying or like a rock concert. But I'm like, dude, I've got to have this. I'm hoping the pergola takes off the ground. You know what I'm talking about? Just lifts off. So we had to order this fan, right? It was like the right color. Made a huge warranty. It's like five out of five. It's super quiet. Can't buy this fan, it's so quiet. You wanna know it's there, but it's huge. And so we gotta get this fan. I don't know about you, maybe you've been looking at the ratings, uh, watching items, that's what some of you guys own a Dyson. Come on, you can suck the fur off of your dog. You know what I'm talking about? Just They're just naked now, right? Uh, some of you guys, you love the reviews, that's why you bought the brand of car you bought or the brand of truck. I'm not even gonna get into different types of trucks because all y'all, whatever truck you own is your favorite truck. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe it's a brand of tools, all right? Some of you guys are DeWalt guys, uh, Milwaukee, Makita, and then there's the Roby people. You guys just like to keep buying those tools over there because they're so cheap and you love them. Um, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a brand of makeup, but you always look at the reviews. And here's what I'm here to tell you today. Uh, spiritual, Spiritually speaking, when it comes to spiritual stuff, man, it's so easy to underrate God. I mean, we can hear the reviews from our friends. We can hear the reviews from somebody that used to go to church. We can hear the reviews from the songs we listen to and from social media. And we can underrate God. We can underestimate God. We can undervalue God. We can do in our life today. It's so easy. And to be honest with you, this message is inspired by some lyrics to a song from Train, okay? Don't ask me why I was listening to Train. I was building a pergola, and they talked about God and heaven being overrated, and I just was getting infuriated. I'm like, that is so not true. Like, that is not true. The things of God are not overrated, and they're not underrated, but so often we underrate the things of God in our life, and so we're gonna jump into this three-week series called Underrated, and today's title is called It's personal. Man, your calling is personal. And when you're underrated, it gets personal. So we're going to dive into some of the details of our past and how we feel about ourselves and God's calling in our life. Man, I want to invite you to pray with me real quick and just ask God to change your heart and to see if there's anything inside you that maybe it's underrated God, underrated yourself, and just to do a work today. Father, come before you. God, I pray for your spirit. God, just be evident in our life. Just do something in our hearts today, God, we cannot do on our own. God, give us a bigger vision of you, that you are the God of the possible. God, nothing's impossible with you. God, you always are with us. God, you never leave us or forsake us. God, you are for us. You are near to us. God, I pray you draw people to you today that need you. God, people may be walking through a season of depression. God, walking through a season of anxiety, walking through a season where there's no confidence. God, I pray today we leave here today knowing our calling, knowing that you are for us, you are with us. And so today, do only what you can do through your Holy Spirit. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I want to talk to you about something very specific. In your life, it's oftentimes the people that are closest to you that underrate God. This is what happened to Jesus. Uh, Jesus went in the wilderness for 40 days. He was tempted by Satan. He came out of that. He began to start his public ministry. And then he went back to his hometown. And this is a piece of scripture. This is going to describe what happened to Jesus. It's found in Luke chapter 4, verse 16. 
says this, Jesus went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. This is his family. This is his friends. Man, this is his stomping ground. Man, this is, this is where it's at. This is his tribe. This is his people. And it says on the Sabbath day, he went to the synagogue as was custom. He stood up to read and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written. And so Jesus is going to read a piece of scripture that describes his calling in this moment. This is Jesus calling. This is what it says. I love it. It says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me. He's proclaimed good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recover sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll. He gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of the people in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began to say to them, today the scriptures fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him or amazed those gracious words that came from his lips. And then somebody made this comment. Somebody's probably made this comment to you. They looked at Jesus and they said, man, isn't this Joseph's son? Man, isn't this the carpenter's son? Like, we know what that kid was like. Like, there's no way this could really be true, what he's saying about himself. And Jesus said to them, surely you will quote the proverb of me, physicians, heal yourself. And you will tell me, do you hear in your hometown what you've heard they did in Capernaum? Truly, I tell you, he continued, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there are many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the sky was shut for three and a half years and there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to the widow in Zarephath and to the region of Sidon. And there are many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elijah the prophet, and yet none of them was cleansed, only Nahum the Syrian, and all the people in the synagogue, come on, this might happen in your life. They were furious when they heard this. They got up and they drove him out of town. They took him to the brow of the hill in which the town was built in order, in order to throw him off the cliff. His hometown wanted to throw him off the cliff to kill him. And it says, but he walked through the crowd and went on his way. I'm telling you, Jesus has been underrated since he went home 2,000 years ago to Nazareth. Man, Jesus is underrated today in our lives. But I'll tell you what, I'm thankful, man, that Jesus walked through that crowd. He didn't listen to his friends. He didn't listen to his family. He didn't underrate his calling. He simply walked through the crowd because he had a higher mission in life. I'm telling you, oftentimes it's those personally close to you, they'll underrate God's calling in your life. Hey, if I be real honest with you today, this is what this has looked like in my life. When I first became a Christian in high school, I accepted Christ and I came home. I told my family and extended family and many people in my family told me, that's great. Just don't let get in the way of the real world. Don't let it affect all the stuff around you. But just keep it here, you know, compartmentalize it. Uh, I became a Christian. I had a passion for God throughout my years in high school. It just grew and grew and grew. And I felt called to be a pastor, called to be a missionary, called to serve God with everything in my life. And I end up through God's uh, timing and, and, and appointment to go to Bible college. And when I said to make the choice to go to Bible college, there were people in my family, it was like a slap in the face. They couldn't believe that I had got all these great grades in high school and I'm going to waste it on going to Bible college and following Jesus. They told me you'd never make it in ministry. Ministry is too tough. Man, what a waste of time. I can't believe you're selling out to that, man. And people were upset all around me. Matter of fact, um, people have underrated me in different ways. When I was um, uh, trying out to candidate to be a pastor of a church, uh, there were numerous people who said, man, you're too young to be a pastor. Uh, you're not gifted to be a pastor. Um, you're not, you're not um, gifted in leadership to be a pastor. And numerous people they just didn't think I was qualified to lead a church. I, I didn't get voted into that church. And the next Sunday, man, I was a little dejected. You can imagine you hear everybody's opinions. And you're like, man, I just didn't make it. And uh, I ended up going to this little church called Life Church. 
Uh, it's just a real small church. It's actually the largest church in the United States, one of the largest churches in the world, over 30 campuses. And I sat in this campus and I heard from their pastor, Craig Rochelle, and he began to tell a story. Uh, when he was in seminary, he uh, was part of a group of ordination. There's 36 of them. And out of the 36, there was only one person who didn't make it through, and that was Craig Rochelle. They rejected him. They said he wasn't fit to be in ministry. He wasn't called by God. He wasn't gifted as a pastor. He should find a different career path. And lo and behold, uh, now he's the pastor of the largest church in the United States, literally reaching hundreds of thousands of people, uh, doing incredible things to the cause of Christ. And he said this sentence that I think is so important for you to hear today. It's so important for me to be reminded of today. He said this. He says, sometimes the will of God is far from the will of man. Sometimes the will of God is far from the will of man. Somebody needs to hear this today. Young person, man, you're struggling with what God's call is on your life. Can I tell you, your God is too good. Your calling is too great to sell out to a man-sized dream, to sell out something you could come up with on your own, to sell out to what your family wants or maybe your friends want, that you're called by God for something significant in this season. Can I just tell you, single parent, I know you walk through hell and back through all those relationships and divorce and all this hardships. Can I just tell you, God is in it. Can I just tell you, if you're homeless today, if you don't have a dollar to your name, if you're poor, you don't know what's happening. Can I tell you, God has a plan for you, that God has a purpose for you, that God can use you in this season. If you've been underrated, if somebody has torn you down, can I remind you that God can use your life today? He loves you. He has a purpose for you. Man, if you're older and you're like, man, I don't know if God can still use me, God can use you. Man, there's breath in your lungs. There's a purpose for your life Today, God is going to use you to make a difference. Can I just tell you, don't let someone rob you, underrate you of God's calling in your life today. I want to give you three people in the Bible that were underrated, underrated people in the Bible and what God did through them. And so I'm going to walk through three different stories, three different people. So hang in there. And I want you to be encouraged by what God did by the underrated, because I believe me and you may feel just a little underrated in this season. First thing is this, is David. If you don't know who David is, David was a little shepherd boy. He played the harp. Come on, you know you're a man of God when you play the harp, right? I mean, this is crazy. So David, here's this shepherd. Here's this harp player. His brothers are warriors. They're trained and they're fighting in the battle. And here's David taking care of the sheep back home. And you don't know about David's story is that when, when they came to anoint the king, his dad picked out all seven of his brothers and put them on the line and said, well, here's, here's one of the kings. And he went down the line and none of them were anointed. He's like, well, and there's somebody else. He's like, oh yeah. David, oh, I forgot about David. He's, he's number eight. He's out in the field. I have to go get him. I guess he may be it. And they anointed David as king as a young boy. He was overlooked. He was underrated by his own family. Matter of fact, David, he brought a lunch, a lunch pail uh, to the battlefield of David versus Goliath. And here's Goliath in the middle of the field just, just challenging all of Israel to somebody come out and fight him. And David shows up and he, and he says this about his life in 1 Samuel 17, 45. It says, David said to the Philistine, he said to Goliath, you come against me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. I will strike you down, cut off your head, and this very day I will give your carcass to the Philistine army, to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world. I love that the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. David wasn't the strongest. David wasn't the bravest. David wasn't the most strategic. Who knows that God is in 
isn't looking for the smartest person in the room. Come on. He isn't looking for the most strategic person. Who knows that a sling and a stone is not strategic against a sword and a spear and a javelin? Who knows that God isn't looking for the strongest person in the room? No, God is looking for somebody whose heart is after him. God is going to use you when you're like following the passion of God and saying, God's going to call my life. I'm going to stand up for God. He is going to make a way in this season. Can I encourage you that God is calling you to walk through the crowd today? God's calling you to walk through the crowd. Just to call Jesus to walk through the crowd at his hometown. He's calling you to walk through the crowd, just like David walked through the line of that soldiers to face his enemy face to face. Grossly underprepared. You're grossly outmanned. You're grossly undergunned. But with the power of God, the power of God in your life, all things are possible. I love what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1, 27. He says, but God chose the foolish things of the world. Who knows that's me and it's you. God chose us, the foolishness of God. He chose us to shame the wise, those who have outsmarted God. It says God chose the weak things of the world. That's you and me to shame the strong. I don't know about you. If you're feeling weak today, Man, and man, if, if, if you're feeling foolish today, man, can I encourage you that you are qualified to be used by God? If you feel underrated, you feel like people overlooked you, you feel like you can't make a difference, you feel like you're not that talented, you feel like you're average, maybe you feel like you're below average, can I tell you you're qualified by God? He's not looking for the strong and the smart and the strategic and the people have their life all together. No, he's looking for the broken, the small, the weak, the humble, the foolish things of the world world to confound the wise because when God moves, guess what? The only person who's going to get the glory is Jesus himself. God will be known throughout the whole world because he's going to use our life to make a difference and change the landscape of our family and our city because we're not that smart. I mean, we don't have all together, but God can do it. Man, I believe this. If you're feeling underrated today, like David, maybe you may feel underrated like Joseph. Man, there's a, a different story in the Bible of somebody else is underrated. And if you know Joseph's story, he's the youngest of his brothers. Uh, he has a couple dreams. And in one of the dreams, uh, he tells to his brothers that he one day will rule over all of his brothers. His brothers become extremely jealous. Uh, they throw him in a pit and they're like, oh, we don't want to kill him. They take him out and they sell him into slavery. Who knows? It's personal. Man, it's personal. There's some bitterness. There's some betrayal that's occurred. Occurred. He's sold as a slave. He ends up serving in Potiphar's house. His wife is chasing him down, coming on to him. And he runs away and she lies and says, no, no, no. Joseph, he came after me. So they throw Joseph in prison. Man, his cellmate eventually becomes a servant of the Pharaoh himself. A Pharaoh has this crazy dream, uh, doesn't know what it means. And so he's talking to this, this once slave mate of Joseph. And, and this man says, well, hey, I know this guy that can interpret a dream. His name is Joseph. He's down in this prison over here. And so Pharaoh calls for Joseph and Joseph interprets this dream that there's going to be a famine after seven years and uh, we're going to have to prepare for this famine and all of a sudden the world is going to be hungry. And so the Pharaoh says, man, you're a really wise person. I've never met anybody wiser. You can be second in charge of my entire kingdom in Egypt. Everything will report to you and you will report to me. And so Joseph became this place of prominence. And then one day his brothers, okay, this famine strikes and they show up in Egypt Egypt looking for food, begging for help, and they don't know they're talking to their brother, brother Joseph. And so when they find out eventually this is Joseph, this is where the story picks up. And it's in Genesis chapter 50, verse 19. It says this, but Joseph said to them, said to his brothers, do not be afraid. I am in the place 
of God. And he said this, and somebody's to hear this today, if you've been hurt, if you've been rejected, if you've been let down, if you've been underrated, if you've been betrayed, if you've been abused, if you've been taken advantage of, this is what he says. He says, you intend to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid, I'll provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. I'm telling you, when you feel underrated with pain, when you feel like that the world is against you, that there's no way that God can use your life because of what you've been through, God will use it for good today. I wanna encourage you to be like Jesus and walk through the crowd. Man, be like Joseph and walk through the sins of the past of your brothers, of people who sinned against you and give the forgiveness of God. It's so easy for us to stop the pursuing the call of God in our lives because of what somebody did to us, what somebody said to us, that we've been wronged, we're justified, we're hurt, we're in pain, we've been betrayed, we've been taken advantage of, we've been abused. Can I encourage you today to walk past the sins of your past and offer the forgiveness of God like Joseph did because God will use your story today. I'm telling you, when you're overrated, when you're underrated, I want you to think about this, man. There's an element of surprise that happens. Man, your enemy doesn't know that that sling and that stone, that you're actually really talented, that God has given you a skill and he can hit a little mark on a bear or a lion. He can kill Goliath. There's an element of surprise and people underrate you because they're not looking at you. And all of a sudden, God is gonna do, do something in your life and only God is gonna get the glory because it's not our human strength. It's a supernatural strength of God. There's something that God is doing inside of your life. It's not our ability. I'm telling you, God is going to do use your life today. If you feel underrated, man, you're qualified to serve God. The last person in the Bible I want you to talk about who's underrated is Moses. And Moses is a little different than David and Joseph. Uh, David and Joseph were underrated by their family, by their friends. Uh, but, but Moses, he underrated himself. Matter of fact, uh, God comes to him in a burning bush and says, hey, I'm going to send you back to Pharaoh and you're going to ask for all the Hebrews that are slain to be set free and to let them go from Pharaoh. And this is where the story picks up with Moses. He says to God, Moses answered in Exodus 4.1, he says, Moses answered, what if they don't believe me or listen and say, the Lord didn't really appear to you. And the Lord said to him, well, what's that in your hand? He said, a staff. And he replied, the Lord said, throw it on the ground. And Moses threw the staff on the ground, it became a snake and he ran from it. The Lord said to him, reach out through your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took it by the tail and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is is so that they may believe the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has appeared to you. And then Moses said this, and this is many of us. He says, uh, pardon your servant, Lord. I'm not eloquent in speech, uh, neither in the past, uh, nor since you've spoken to your servant. I'm slow of speech and tongue. And the Lord said to him, who gave humans their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and I will teach you what to say. Many of us just feel so unqualified and Moses, he hears this, but just not good enough. And he says this, but Moses said, pardon your servant, Lord, but please send somebody else. God, I know you're calling me across the street. I know you're calling me to lead a ministry. I know you're calling me to go talk to that person, but God, can you please send somebody? And verse 14, it says, the Lord's 
anger burned against Moses and said, what about your brother Aaron the Levite? Like, if you can't do it, I'm gonna find somebody to help you. I know he can speak well. He's already on his way to meet you. He will be glad to see you and you shall speak You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth. I'll help you uh, both speak and teach you what to do. He will speak to the people for you and it'll be as if you were the mouth as I were God to him. But take this staff in your hand so you can perform the signs with it. Man, Moses, he just couldn't get past himself. Man, I just can't make it. Can I just tell you, when you feel like you can't, man, can you just say, but God can? Come on, somebody, but God can. See, when Moses picked up that staff, you know what that staff represented? That staff was the Holy Spirit of God. Can I tell you today that when you say, well, I can't do this, well, what's in your hand, Moses? Well, the staff, the Holy Spirit of God is in your hand. The power of God is in your hand. Can I tell you today that what's in your life, you might, God might tell you, well, what's inside of you? Well, the Holy Spirit is inside of you, Jesus. Jesus follower. The Holy Spirit is in your life. You can follow him today. It's not your strength. It's not your ability. That Holy Spirit is inside you, guiding you. He's comforting you. He's teaching you. He's giving the words to speak. He is directing your steps. He's giving you bold confidence in faith in God. It's not your battle to fight. It's God's battle. He is inside of you and here to help you today. Can I tell you, it's personal. Man, for David, it was personal. Overlooked by his dad, Joseph. He was betrayed by his brothers and Moses. He just couldn't muster the, the courage to take the step on his own and God provide a helper for him. Can I tell you today, it's personal. Your calling matters to God. You know, oftentimes we rate God by our obedience to his call in our life. Man, if you're looking for a five out of five rating for what you think of God, just look at how you live your life. People around you are looking at you and going, yeah, you're like a three rating, you're a five. You know, Do you really follow Jesus and it's your obedience to him? We rate God every day with our actions and how we pursue him. And if we follow him, it's so easy for us to show up on Sunday, maybe to watch the video, uh, maybe to feel good, maybe pick the Bible up every now and then, but are we truly falling after the heart of God? Oftentimes, if we're honest, we underrate God in our life. Uh, we underrate his power in our relationships. We underrate his power in directing our steps. And we're, we're just thrown off and our rhythms fall apart and we just don't know what's next. And we're so afraid and full of anxiety and fear. Can I encourage you today that we can just rate God where he's at, that he is in control of everything. He is for us. He put all of it together. He wrote the history books. He wrote our future. He holds us in his hand. He spoke us all into creation. He knows exactly what's going on. He has a plan for our life today. I'm going to encourage you today to walk through the crowd, young person. Man, single mom, single dad, people are walking through hardships. Man, some of you guys are in leadership at your businesses. Some of you guys need courage and what you're doing just to walk through the crowd. The world's going to say something different. They're going to underrate Jesus. But today you can walk through the crowd. You can walk through the line of people who mean well, and you can face your enemy head on. Some of you guys have to look yourself in the mirror and just say, you know what? I know there's not enough in me, but through God, I can do this today. I'm not going to underrate the power of God in my life today. I'm going to take a step of faith. Some of you guys need to take that step of faith in your family. You need to be the dad that God's called you to be, be the husband or the wife that God has called you to be. Some of you take that step with your business. Some of you guys need to take that step on Facebook. Some of you guys need to take that step and just be more passionate about Jesus. I'm telling you, you're underrated, but you're not under unqualified. Man, you're underrated, but not unqualified. God can use your life. It's messy. It's not perfect. You're not strong.
strong. You're not smart enough. You're not strategic enough. But you know what? You're willing. You're willing. God can use you if you're willing. In this season, we're going to open up our church in August 2nd. You know what? If you're willing to be used by God, you just let us know. We'll plug you in to the dream team, man, to make a difference. Man, you're underrated, but you are effective. You're underrated, but you are powerful. You're underrated, but you're full of the Holy Spirit today. Here's what God is calling us to do in this season. And it's something he's called us to do for 2000 years. He is calling us to invite the world to an underrated God. He's invited us to invite our friends who underrate Jesus, invite our coworkers, our teammates, our classmates, our family to this underrated Jesus. I love what happens in the New Testament. There's a story of Philip who invites uh, one of his friends out. And it says this in John chapter one, it says, Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, about whom all the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Man, I found the one, I found God, I found the Messiah, the one that was written up. And this is what Nathanael says, and it hasn't changed in 2000 years. He says, Nazareth, can anything good come out of Nazareth? I mean, are you really serious? Like, this is God? Like, this is this is what you got? It's just Jesus? Like, you're really serious? Like, Jesus, is that real to you? Like, really? This is the world we live in today. And I'm telling you, this is the simple calling that God has in our life. We don't have to have all the answers. We invite the world out, but we simply have to have this invitation. I love what Philip says to Nathaniel. He says simply this. He says, come and see. Come on, Nathaniel, like just come and see. I know you're underrating Jesus, but I'm telling you, when you show up to real life, when you get in front of the word of God, when the spirit of God does some work in your life and pulls off some scales, all of a sudden, guess what? The underrated Jesus, man, he becomes the focal point of your life. You become to realize that he is in charge of everything, that you can trust him, that he loves you, they can redefine your future. He gives purpose to your steps, purpose to your marriage. He changes your calling. I mean, he just does something inside of your life and you all of a sudden, you are complete. There's a hole in your heart that God fills. I'm telling you, you don't have to explain all that to everybody. You just gotta say, come on, see. Come on, come and see. Come out to heart and soul. Come on and see. Come out to real life. Come and see. Just check it out online. Just come and see. We got this watch party. Just, just come and see. You know, I don't know what you think about. You might think he's underrated. Just come and see. Just, just come and see. Just walk with me. I'll show you Jesus. And Jesus will begin to do work inside your friends' lives, inside your family's lives. I'm telling you, I've been working on my neighbors. I've been working on my family. I've been praying for, for people who are far from God to come to our church. And God has done so much in this season online. And I'm encouraging you, there's so many people watching this. And now we can use this opportunity to say, you know what? Hey, why don't you come check it out? Why don't you get around the people of God and see what God's doing in their life? Maybe God can change you. Maybe God can use you. Just get a little inspired because guess what? If God can use me, man, the most unqualified person. I mean, just a kid from Raytown. Come on, somebody. Like, I don't have all together. I don't have all the facts. I don't have, I don't have all the faith. I don't have everything. I don't have the story. I didn't come from a Christian home. Man, I didn't come from all this stuff, but God is going to use my life. I believe God can use your life. Today, I believe God's eyes are on the watching world of people that are hurting. I believe God's eyes are on those that are far from God. Matter of fact, Nathaniel showed up to Jesus and Jesus said, hey, wasn't that you hanging out on the tree earlier? And Nathaniel was like, who are you? How do you know that? Because God is watching. God is watching your friends. God's watching your family. He loves them. He wants to know them. Today, we have the greatest opportunity in 2,000 years to invite them out. People are coming awake to spiritual things. And I believe God can use you to make a difference. Man, we're all we're for all people here at Real Life. And I believe we can change the spiritual landscape of our city in this season, probably more than any other time we've ever been a part of, because God is willing to do work in this season. I'm telling you something. We are underrated, but we are we are not unqualified. I believe God can bring some glory to this city, to him through you in this season, because we realize that we're underrated, but God can use our lives today. 
Father, we come before you. God, I pray you'd use us if you use anybody, God. We aren't that special. God, we aren't they have it all together. We don't have the strategies. We don't have all the answers. God, we're going to fail as we follow you. But God, I pray you'd use us. God, we're going to make a simple invitation just to come and see. God, we're going to just lay down our lives. God, we're going to serve. God, in this season where it's so uncomfortable to get back to following you, in the season where we were just watching online, but we've been kind of apart from the people of God, this season we're just going to get plugged back in. God, we're going to serve you. God, we're going to just follow you. God knows it's going to take a little bit of sacrifice and it's going to look a little different. But God, I pray you use my life, God, to reach my neighbors, my family, my friends. God, there's a call in my life. I'm telling you today, it's personal. And I want to talk to some of you today as you continue to pray. Man, that realized that, you know what? I've been underrated and I've been listening to the wrong voices in my head. And today I realized I am qualified. I'm qualified to be used by God. I'm qualified to serve at church. I'm qualified to, to, to listen to God. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm loved by him. I have to prove myself to him. Maybe today you're realizing uh, that, that you've been listening to the wrong voices. Uh, there's some voices in your head that tell you you're not good enough. Maybe some voices around you. Maybe your friends are leading you a direction you shouldn't go. And today, you know what? You say, I have a call in my life. Yeah, it's personal. It's going to cost me something. Uh, but just like David and Joseph and uh, and Moses, man, I'm going to find my calling. I'm going to step out in faith today and say, I'm going to follow you, Jesus. I don't know what the world's going to do, but I'm going to cross that line. I'm going to walk through the crowd today. I'm going to find your calling. I'm going to pursue you more than anybody else. I'm going to keep my eyes on you. And if that's you today, say, you know what? I want to be qualified. Man, I'm tired of living the lie. I'm tired of feeling underrated because God values me. If that's you, I want to pray for you. Father God, thanks so much for all the people in our church. God, all the people watching this video, man, that maybe feel underrated, but today they realize they're qualified by you, that they're good enough to be loved by you. They don't have to make, they don't have to prove themselves to you. God, they live from grace and not for grace. Today, that you accept them. God, you've called them out of their friends. God, you called them to walk across the line. God, I pray our church would start new ministries. God, I pray our church someday would start new campuses, that we'd start new new avenues. God, new, new directions to reach into our city, new new ministries to care for people because we've said yes to you, God. I pray it wouldn't be about us. God, we don't get the glory at all because you know what? We're foolish. God, we're weak and only you're going to get the glory through our church. I want, to pray one, I want to pray one more time for somebody that's struggling right now. It says, you know what? I, I've, I've just been listening to the lies of Satan my entire life. I just feel like God couldn't use me. But today I realize that God can use my life. Man, I've been struggling in the past. There's been things that have happened to me. I've been betrayed. I've been walking through a difficult season. But today I need Jesus. Who is Jesus? Jesus, sinless son of God. He died on the cross for you because he loves you. The Bible says that Jesus nailed all of our wrongs to the cross and exchanged it for all of his righteousness. And today you're only good by Jesus by his shed blood because he, he died for you. And so you don't have to live for somebody else. Jesus was betrayed on our behalf. And so we, when we're betrayed by other people, we can offer forgiveness. And today, maybe you need to let go of some stuff in your life because Jesus let go of all the stuff for us and died on a cross for us. And so maybe today you need to say yes to Jesus. You say yes to forgiveness. You need to say yes to being used by God for the first time. You can feel the love of Jesus. You can feel accepted. You can feel part of the story of God. You can know that God is real, not based on some fictional book, but on a factual book of the Bible that Jesus died on a cross for us and rose again from the dead for you. And today you need to say yes to Jesus. You need to put your faith in him. If that's you, I want you to pray this prayer today. Say, Father God, thank you so much, God, for sending Jesus. God, I don't deserve it. God, I can't earn it. God, I can't get there on my own, but God, you did it for me. God, I can forgive those in my life, my past, God, because you forgave me. So God, help me to let go of my past, just to walk into the future. God, thank you for defining my life. God, thank you for giving my sins. God, I want to give my life to you. God, I honor you. God, you're the Lord of my life. God, I'll follow you. You can have my life. And I pray this in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Hey, come on, give it for those accepted Christ today. We are underrated, but not unqualified. Man, so grateful, so excited for all of you that put your faith in Jesus today. Come on, listen up to Jesus one more time. Wow, what an incredible morning. And I hope that you were challenged about those things that are underrated. And I can tell you what is not underrated is starting a relationship with Jesus. So if you just prayed that prayer, this is your beginning of an incredible journey with him. And you can text RLNEXT to 97000. We wanna connect you with some amazing free resources, the Bible app, some devotionals and ways that you can get started on your first steps of this journey. And I have a next step for you, whether you're you're watching online, you're at a watch party, or you're checking us out online throughout the week, we are having a heart and soul night coming up next Sunday night, 6.30 p.m. at Hawkridge Park. And I can tell you that you are not going to want to miss it. We have an amazing night of worship planned. We have vision casting and all of the details and some tidbits about what it's going to look like to relaunch our in-person gatherings at KT. I am so excited about what God is doing and moving in our midst and just, and so, um, I have so much anticipation of all that he is going to do in our midst. So you don't want to miss it. I want you to go online right now or click the link to that website and RSVP. We want to know that you guys are coming. It's going to be an incredible night. I know that God is going to align us together in this moment. And so I also want you to know that your generosity is making a difference at real life. Yesterday, we got started on our Belton Middle School pantry project. We replaced carpet, we installed shelves, and we just had an amazing time with an awesome group of people making a difference. And that is because of your generosity. And so I want you to know that in making that difference, we have another opportunity coming up to do the same thing at the Belton High School. So I want you to click the link in the comments to sign up for your opportunity to serve on that day because both your serving and your generosity are truly making a difference in our community. And there's three ways that you can get connected to generosity. You can go to our website, reallifechurchkc.com. You can text any amount to 84321 or you can drop a check in the mail and the information for the address is in our website. So as we continue one last time to worship our great God this morning, I know he is going to be able to do it again in our lives. We're excited to be in this season. So lift up your hands, worship him big and loud this morning. We are excited to worship our God together. Let's sing.
Pastor Sean, thank you for such an encouraging message to know that we aren't underrated. We are not unqualified. God has called us to something great this morning. If you find yourself in a spot where you do need a little more encouragement, maybe you need a little hope, 
I would encourage you to text RL hope to 97000 this morning and let us bring you a little more hope in Jesus name. We would love to connect with you and help you in any way we can this morning. Hey, do not turn the channel. In a few short moments, we're going to have another real life kids church. And this is for everybody, but especially if you have kids, there's going to be some exciting songs, message, activity that they are going to enjoy. They are going to have a blast. So join us there in just a few short moments. Hey, can't wait to see you guys at Life Group this week. And as always, remember, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose.